Joining us in our studio now, we have Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief Todd Nelson joining morning, us. Morning, Jeff. Morning, Todd. Doing well. It's going to be interesting. We're going to have a, our own triangular here. I never heard that, a triangular. <laughs> a triangular? Well, and now it's three people that are going to be in here that all like to talk, so I'm sure we'll fill the time. I think I think we uh, shall do that adequately, more than adequately. We have the triangular, and the third in this triumvirate is... Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, Sergeant Kevin Tussie from the Northfield Police Department. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. I don't know if my Northfield High School education can take this. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's going to be a plethora of items on the discussion list today. You, we, uh, we do have a plethora, a veritable plethora. Um, and boy, Kevin, it's been a while since you've uh, been in here. We've had you on many times through the years, but it hasn't been recently. Correct. It's been several years. I know we used to talk about traffic safety mm-hmm. and police reserves and things like that, and I'm here to support Tom today in the police department. <laughs> the so. Ed McMahon of the show is Kevin Tussing today, for those <laughs> right. of us who remember that. Let's uh, first of all talk uh, NAFERS. What, uh, uh, can you just give us kind of an administrative update on what you've been doing here the last uh, month? Sure, Jeff. We uh, July, we ended up finishing the NAFERS preliminary budget that got approved uh, and there on the operational budget, there is a zero increase between 2023 and 24. Um, so that it was good to be able to pull that together. And then on the capital budget side, we have a fire truck that is, it's almost handy because it takes them two years to build it, which means we can spread, you know, we do the down payment, um, in 24. And so that budget is there and then the balance in 25. So that's on the capital budget, so those are sailing, and uh, I did meet uh, at the council work session last week and presented that budget, and then uh, at some point Janelle Teppen will probably have me come out and just talk through with Dundas, uh, and then if the Rural Fire Association wants to do that, I'll come out and join them for that and give them a quick update. We had a good township meeting, intergovernmental meeting last week at the fire station, so I was able to be in, uh, give a quick update and talk with a lot of the townships around us and also the city administrators from Northfield and Dundas were there. So it was a good uh, good conversation with them. We were able to talk more about NAFERS. So, uh, and then we just completed a hiring cycle, and I'm glad to announce we now have four new candidates, uh, Joseph D., J.D. Ingham, um, Nelson Villanueva Lugo, and Mark Miner are all new members of Northfield uh, Area Fire Rescue. All right. Now, how long does it take for a new hire to get up to uh, get up to speed? Sure. We normally, uh, you know, before someone can become an interior firefighter, I mean, they can grab a hose and go in. They have to have three courses that are uh, administered by the state of Minnesota: firefighter one, firefighter two, and hazmat ops. And so three of these candidates have either been in other fire departments. Uh, Mark Miner was in Lonsdale, and Joe D. was in Kilkenny. Um, And J.D. Ingham took those classes on his own, and so three of them are already hitting the ground running. Um, So their ramp-up time will be less. Typically, it's a year uh, to get all those courses under your belt. Um, And then so with those candidates, that will probably be a shorter time for them to just kind of learn our SOGs and how we run things uh, and then be able to get them in. So, like I said, typically a year. Mm. 
Uh, once again, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue uh, Fire Chief Tom Nelson is with us. Uh, we talked, we've talked several times this year, especially earlier this year when you took over as the fire chief, that one of the uh, uh, things that you wanted to do was to uh, you know get the inspections and you know that kind of administrative end of it back on track and get everything because you've had a lot of uh, false alarms and such more common. Now, I've seen you out a couple of times uh, doing inspections and such. How's that coming along right now? It's going well. I mean, we're finding finding things where uh, there are people that will call and say, hey, can you come look at this? And so we'll come out and look and find, let's say, that the sprinkler system hasn't been tested or inspected since it was installed. And so um, things like that, and then just other things, um, exits blocked, things like that. And to be able to just have the time to focus on those things. Um, Knox boxes, making sure that there are keys in Knox boxes so that when there's a fire alarm, we can get there and open up and not have to take doors. Um, it's going well. I mean, there's a there's obviously, you know, times where it's like, you know, this is going to cost me money. It's like, yeah, and this isn't new. This is just that we actually, NAFRS has the time to enforce it. So mm-hmm. I'm getting... Uh, pretty good feedback from the community and you know all in all it's it's hard when it's hard for people to say oh this is really dumb because they understand it but it's a change so yeah it that part's going well and um, to be able to have the new hires that whole process under our belt um, is we're in a good shape right now Let's uh, let's get uh, Sergeant Tussing involved here. We uh, you, one of the big, big things that's happened in the past month or two has been uh, the Opticons. The Opticons are the uh, Sergeant Tussing. I'm going to have you <laughs> describe this. What they're they're the lights on top of the stoplights. So correct. There is uh, on most of our lights, at least here in in uh, Northfield, you're going to see a couple different new additions to the lights and the light bars that extend out. There's going to be a white light that usually is on top there along with some other electronic components. And what happens is there's also equipment installed in our light bars or in our lights of our squad cars or fire trucks or ambulances. And when we get in close proximity, that equipment in our light bar sends a signal to the equipment on the light pole. And that turns the lights in our direction straight ahead of us green. And then makes all the other lights for the cross streets red. Um, so it allows us to safely and quickly get through the intersection. Where in the past, we would still have a red light. East-westbound, for example, would still have a green light. And we're still going to drive cautiously through the intersection. But it's going to be easier and more free-flowing. Now, do you have... Uh, it's only been a few weeks now, maybe a month or two uh, at the most, just this summer... Are people do people know what to do? Are people responding to that light? I mean, have you have you had to use that very much? And uh, are you uh, are people understanding what their role in this is? So most of the time, the general public isn't going to know why. You know, it's like, oh, my light's green, I can go. So they start going, which helps free up that traffic. And then eventually, they see and hear us coming from behind. And in most cases, most of the people do what they're supposed to do, which is pull over to the right and stop um, unless you're coming in the opposite direction and there's a median and then you don't need to do that. But we still have some people that want to stop 
right where they're at in in front of us and that makes it a little more risky so we're asking everyone to please pull over to the right far right and stop your vehicle until we're safely passed so if you're in say a left-hand turn lane uh, let's say right by the uh, fire station the left-hand turn lane you you go ahead and make the turn and then pull over yes is that right correct okay. all right get out of their way is get, move out of the way <laughs> let us get through way. because we're obviously going somewhere whether it's a fire call a rescue call um or um a police emergency mm-hmm. now how has you know do you have stats probably not on northfield yet because it's only been a few weeks but uh you know national stats or statewide statistics on how this uh how this affects and how this helps you uh uh, you know, quantify response times. Yes, we had a little training or video to watch as part of uh, when we got notification of this. And um, per the, I would assume it's the national stats, there's mm-hmm. about a 20% increase in police, fire, EMS response to scenes. Um, and that can make a major difference if someone's having a heart attack or if there's a house fire and the ability to save that person or to, to save that property. So there's a big difference there for the response time. And also just for the general safety of emergency responders and the people out in their cars because it's helping us get through that intersection without creating more of a chance for a traffic crash. Yeah, I would imagine a traffic crash or a medical, uh, you know, 20, 20%, that's two minutes on a 10-minute call. Uh, you're saving, two, you get there two minutes earlier. That's a difference maker in a situation like that. It is. Yeah. The big thing, too, is just, you know, whether whether it's response time or not, but it's just to be able to clear the intersection safely. There was an ambulance in Faribault last week that was running red light siren. They had the green light, and it sounded like another car came in into the turn lane opposite them and was watching the light and and then hit the front of the ambulance. And so there, there's somebody who's already injured that came from a crash that the ambulance was at. And so then all of a sudden, now you have to divert another ambulance. So so for me, it's more about just making sure that, the, that all the equipment and everyone gets safely through the intersection. What we're still finding is that we come up behind and the light is changed because of the Opticom strobe light. And the light is green and the people in the intersection just freeze. The people that were approaching. So they have the green light now, like we do. But if you just stay there, then it doesn't help anything because the intersection is totally blocked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're looking in your mirror, you're seeing the lights and siren, you're wondering what to do. And then you notice your light's green, pull through the intersection and get then pull to the right. So that's one of the things where I said, you know, let's get Kevin in here and talk about that because it's different. This is all new. It's never been in Northfield before. Um, and so it's it's just kind of a behavior change. And then also just to have Kevin underscore what we all learned in driver's ed, because we have all both of us for sure have stories. It's like, what is this person doing? Um, so it was a good time to have that refresher. Yes, Jeff, almost yeah. on every single code, we call it response. There's always somebody that <laughs> wants to just stop right where they're at. But And we've had uh, on the police department perspective, too, we, we've lost an officer to an injury for his career because of he uh, was responding code to a call and was was t-boned or ran into another vehicle through an intersection so we've seen it firsthand ourselves Mm -hmm. too so yeah uh the along with that opticon we also got 
the yellow turn signals, the flashing turn signals. And it seems to me that you took a while for people to get up to speed on that. And I don't think, I think there's, I know that there are some people who still there yet. don't yes. get it yet. They're not quite, uh, quite But we're there better. Yet. But we're getting better. So let's let's talk about that. When the, when the flashing yellow light is going, that means yield to the oncoming traffic. Those people going straight, but if there's nobody there, you can go ahead and turn. Yes. So if you got the flashing yellow, it's it's like a yield sign. So you can just wait for the traffic. If there is a need to clear, and then it's your turn. Um, and I think it's made, in my opinion, it, it's helped reduce our crashes so far, especially at Highway Three and Fifth Street where we have a lot of crashes. And previous, we would have a lot of people when it was just the solid green circle turning in front of the southbound cars when the southbound cars had the right-of-way. And we were getting a lot of crashes there caused by that. So I think it's helped reduce that so far. All right. Good good to hear. There are a lot of crashes out that right the the main intersection uh, in town. Let's move on. Is there anything else about those you want to talk about? Because I want defeat days coming up. <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit. You each play roles in uh, defeat of Jesse James days, but uh, uh, the police department is uh, the, probably the most visible of those roles. Uh, and Kevin is really at the helm of this um, through Chief Elliott and uh, Deputy Chief PT. And so I thought, let's get Kevin in and tell people a little bit about what's what goes on under the hood to keep everyone safe for the upcoming festivities. And, Jeff, we have a lot of pre-planning that we do ahead of time, and people may think it's the same thing every year, usually, but there's usually a twist. I, I attend the Defeat of Jesse James Day committee meetings throughout the year. Uh, we work as a team very closely with the committee along with NAFERS and Northfield EMS and the rest of the city. Um, there is just making sure we're scheduling traffic cones and barricades and making sure no parking signs are made and built and are at the right spots. And, and then there's the staffing. I think that's one of our biggest challenges. We utilize our volunteer police reserve program a lot for that, and we're down 66% of reserves from where I was at one point in time. Wow. Um, so we're relying on a lot of other police and sheriff's offices in Dakota and Rice counties for their assistance and so far they've come through and, and they're going to be providing us with a bunch of extra bodies that weekend and uh, so you'll see agencies from a lot of the Dakota County Police Department, Sheriff's Office Rice County Sheriff's Office, Faribault Police Department helping us out to make this a safe weekend for everyone. Alright and they will be uh, wearing their own colors uh, so to say? Correct, they'll have their own uniforms, their own patches on. But they do have Authority? Are they granted authority within uh, Northfield? I mean, uh, can they do regular police duties? Well, just like our citizens, our reserve program are non-licensed, non-sworn staff. So they're just pretty much like a citizen, just wearing a, a uniform similar to ours. They don't carry firearms. They don't carry tasers. At least our department doesn't uh, for our reserves. Um, but they're there to be visible. They're there to, I would say, 99% of the time our reserves and police explorers and um are there to assist the public, whether it's a medical emergency, whether it's looking for directions, how to get somewhere. Uh, they want to report a missing child, um, and then they report to us, and we're still doing the enforcement and, and, and the police things of handling things as far as officers. So, uh, Sergeant Kevin Tussing with the Northfield Police Department and Fire Chief uh, Tom Nelson are our guests now. You, Kevin, you mentioned... Uh, Going into this, you've been going to meetings with a Defeat Days uh, committee for well, really all year. And what brought, got my attention was how much work 
you have to put in just going into this. I mean, all those signs you put up, parking here, no parking there, this, you know, all the, boy, there is a lot of prep work to be done just probably within 24 hours of the uh, celebration. Yes, there definitely is. And just working with the committee to the amount of work that they, those volunteers put in, Gail and Malika and, and their group, it's just amazing what what stuff they do also behind the scene. But between our community service officer, uh, with the signage and the parking enforcement stuff that we have to do during the event and before the event, yeah, there is a lot of time and commitment, a lot of mundane tasks that have to be put in. But every year, I'm always amazed at how well everything goes. It always just comes together magically. And by Monday morning, you could drive down to Vision Street. And other than maybe a couple of barricades set by the side, you'd never even know anything happened. Yeah, Public Works does a great job also of keeping those streets clean afterwards. And I always tell people, people ask, God, you guys must be busy this weekend. And in general, just from an officer perspective, it seems we're busy with people. But as far as our call load, our activity level sometimes doesn't seem to be like it would be on a normal weekend some of our stats disprove that but just it's usually a pretty free-flowing and peaceful event Mm -hmm. for all those people in town here so thank you very much for keeping us safe thank you you're welcome tom anything else you'd like to mention yeah just there's a lot of behind the scenes things that never that people shouldn't know about because hopefully nothing ever happens but kevin leads the our ICS, which is Incident Command, where we all have roles and we all walk through those. We have meetings. We talk about that for the what if this happened, what if that happened. And so, again, hopefully we never, you know, that never happens. But just so that the folks in the community and those that are coming into town for visiting know that we've thought of those things and we have plans for them um, in case something were to happen. All right. Jeff, can I add one little thing, too? Yeah, Something that we've worked with Kathy Cooper in our Towards Zero Death program. We're having the, if you want to call it a sober ride program or safe rides bus again this year. Epic uh, Enterprises works with us in providing a bus at a minimal cost, which the city and the defeat committee put pay for. And there are free rides for those in the area community, Northfield and possibly Dundas, where if you need a ride home, that bus is parked at the south end of the entertainment tent all uh, weekend long and Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And we'll give people free rides home. So I just want to throw that out there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank Always you, a pleasure, Jeff. Jeff. Thanks. Mm-hmm. It's Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief Tom Nelson along with Sergeant Kevin Tussing from the uh, Northfield Police Department.